Lock the place up tight. I don't want any surprises till I get there in the morning. Six guys to lift one stiff. That's one for the books. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been able to produce a body. Do you think Michael's alive or dead? Will he kill again? Let me make things clear. Michael Myers is dead. D-E-A-D. So, how are you feeling? Nightmares are chewing at my head again. They just seem to be getting worse. I've had four calls about Michael Myers today, all in the space of 10 minutes. Are you a giant? I know he's not going to come back just because it's a stupid holiday. I need you to call 911. We're at 15 Cherry.
Huh. Yeah. Uh, well. Welcome back, everybody, to Slash. Where today I finally did something that at one point I thought I'd never do. Something that I'm never going to do ever again in my life. Today I want to talk about uh, the fact that for the first time and one million percent the last time I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And my first thought is I want to apologize to Mr. Buster Rhymes for saying he was in such a bad movie. That movie wasn't good, but it knew what it was. It tried its best to um, navigate in that world of the slasher movie the slasher sequel, this movie, and and I almost don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to spoil you on anything or make you, uh, you know, wait to the end to get my verdict. I thought this movie was so bad. It, there were um, times there were times over the years that we like the movie came up as a joke and my brother just said, it's awful. It's awful. He's mentioned it many times. Uh, my cousin, Matt, who loves every terrible movie, no offense, but every terrible horror movie that, you know, is on Tubi, uh, he loves them. And even he hates this movie. And I didn't, I didn't understand it. I was like, well, Rob Zombie, you know, he, he's a very visionary visual director. He, um, I, I talked about it last time though. I thought I liked Rob Zombie's Halloween and then I rewatched it and there was so much wrong with it. And yet not only did he, um, kind of redeem that first movie by making this piece of garbage, like he went above and beyond to just say, I, you know, like I dare you to take this movie away from me. It's almost like he was like, are they letting me really do this? Like, I don't think he even, does he want to do this? I don't even know what to say about this movie. It is, it is so, I'm going to go through it as we do here at Slash. I almost don't want to. <laughs> I almost don't want to relive it. This, when Halloween 6 came, when I got to Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, I saw that there were two different versions and I watched both versions. When I saw that there was two versions of this movie, I said to myself, maybe. And then I watched it, the, the, the theatrical cut. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it again. I know that 6, you know, had a very different feel to it. I don't know if if uh, the 
Halloween 2 that I didn't watch has a very different feel, and I don't want to know. I So this movie, it was on Pluto? Is that where I originally were, was going to watch it? Was that it, Pluto or Tubi? The last one uh, I watched, the second one was there. Might have been because I watched this uh, this last one before. I, I watched it a few days earlier, so it was still February. In March, they might have lost the streaming rights. Thankfully, was it um, Pluto that picked it up? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I saw it, and I said, well, that says it's two hours. And then I saw the Roku channel also had it. <clears throat> and I said, oh, that's an hour and 45 minutes. I'm going to watch the hour and 45 minutes version. And <clears throat> it took me a while to get through. I'm not going to lie. And I never, I never want to revisit the two-hour version. I don't, I don't want to. Part of me wants to, but not enough to podcast about it. If there's that big of a difference, uh, part of me wants to fly through it, like turn like my video uh, speed up to like three times. Uh, but yeah, you know, after Rob Zombie's Halloween made such a, a killing, uh, obviously it seemed like they were gonna they were giving him the reins, right? So I'm, I looked up, what I like to do before I talk about the movie is kind of look in the Wikipedia page and see the production area. I call it the Slashopedia. And um, I, took the, I took the whole thing, because it's not that long, <clears throat> and I'm going to read directly from it. So if it is incorrect, then um, you know, we can blame uh, the, the Wikipedia editors for their, uh, their falsehoods. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, so it says in 2008, at the 30 Years of Terror convention, Halloween producer Malik Akkad, or is it Malik? I'm not sure, confirmed. He confirmed that a sequel to Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween film was in the works. And you know what? It makes sense. The last one did <clears throat> made a lot of money. Obviously, in this world where it's a franchise and sequels are made and it's a cash cow, uh, you'd assume a movie a sequel would be made. It says, despite French filmmakers Julien Moray and Alexandre Bustillo being in negotiations, in negotiations to direct the sequel in November 2008, Rob Zombie took on the duty and was also writer. So it's funny. Oh, I see what they're saying. It, like right away, they confirmed they're making a sequel, whether Zombie was on board or not. Uh, and they bring in these French dudes. They're like, I want to, I'm going to make the movie that Rob Zombie never made. I'm going to make it a French expressionist movie, something very deep. Rob Zombie heard that. He's like, I could do that. Yeah. And he uh, decided, I'm going to make a movie that's very deep. And it was this deep. It was this deep. It was this, it thought it was this deep. It thought it was huge. It was a tiny little cavern. In an, in an interview, Rob Zombie expressed how the exhaustion of creating the first Halloween, yeah, because he was probably like, oh, it's so violent, I'm exhausted. Uh, it made him not want to come back for the sequel. But after a year of cooling down, he was more than open to the idea. The writer-director explained that with the sequel, he was no longer bound by the sense of needing to retain any John Carpenter-ness. Thank God for John Carpenter. This has nothing to do with John Carpenter-ness. He felt free to do whatever. Producer Malika Card. Uh, said the original intention when they believed Zombie was not returning was to create a normal sequel. Uh, Akkard and his Trankus producing company hired various writers to come up with drafts for a new film, but none worked. 
Accard and the Weinstein brothers, yuck, uh, then turned to the French dudes. Uh, and according to Accard, the producers really wanted Zombie to return. So as Accard felt there was something lost in translation with the French filmmakers t- uh, took over the project. You thought there was something lost in translation and then this is what you give us? After his work on the 2007 remake, Zombie had earned the trust of Akkad, who told him, ignore any rules they had set for him in the previous films. Akkad said he wanted Zombie to move the franchise away from some established rules. And holy shit, did he do just that. Uh, As I said, yes, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I was, I'm looking at my notes now. I was right. It was, ta- it was on Tubi. It was, uh, taken off Tubi, added to Pluto, but thankfully the Roku version is the shorter version. And that's the one that I went with. Just like in the original, uh, zombie opens up with a quote, not a real quote, but a quote from, um, I guess his, I don't think this is a real quote. Every time, everything I looked up, it pointed back to, um, to this movie and, I hate even thinking about it. The quote says, or it's not a quote, it's a definition. White horse, linked to instinct, purity, and the drive of the physical body to release powerful and emotional forces like rage with ensuing chaos and destruction. That's the white horse inside of you. I guess that's what makes you, gives you rage. Zombies like, you know, I already, I, I'm going to originally say that his bad upbringing uh, led to this, but why don't we also say there's uh, there's like a magical uh, you know family connection because you can't say this is all in his head when the visions he's having uh, other people are having those visions too. This movie is awful because of these rules that just don't make any sense. And I I'm good. I, my notes are a lot of complaining, but I'm gonna go through them all. I have somehow have how many pages of notes? 16 pages of, of notes. That can't be right. I mean, it's a lot of just like typing, typing, what the F, what the F, who the F, what is going on here? Uh, and my first thought was, oh my God, it's the, it's the second movie. Um, her character died in the first one and I still can't escape Sherry Moon zombie. Like what is going on here? Right away we see Michael, young Michael again, talking about having a dream where his mom is dressed like a, in all white and with a white horse. And she gave him a white horse in a dream. And at the same time, the mom's at the hospital when he's a young kid. Now it's a different kid. Uh, kid's a fine actor, but he's a different kid with the long blonde hair. She's giving him a giant toy white horse. Never in the original movie. Now it's all of a sudden there's a he's having visions of his mother dressed in white with white horses and uh and and of course a toy white horse i said who the f is this kid he's smiling and seems uh like he seems like he apologizes but he's, he seems less cre- oh i apologize he seems less creepy than the other kid but i'm like already we're back here and i'm thinking we're going to start jumping back and forth in time is this how rob zombie's going to get Sherry to be in this movie because he, she's the star of every movie. Even if you kill her off in the previous movie, she's going to star in the next movie again. And how is she going to do that? Is it going to be by flashbacks? No, it's going to be something much, much worse. So we jump ahead and it is 15 years later. Uh, it is the current time when we last saw 
the end of Halloween, where it ended with uh, Laurie on Michael. You hear the gunshot, and that's how the movie ends. Uh, we see someone walking down the street, all bloody, carrying something. At first, I thought it was someone walking, carrying a bloody knife. You know, it was two years later, even though it was one week for me to see this movie, I already forgot, oh yeah, she had a gun. We see Sheriff Brackett driving, he shows up behind her, and it's Laurie. It's obviously Laurie. He's like, give me the gun, give me the gun. She's like, I killed him, the man, I killed him. Because remember, she still doesn't know who uh, who Michael is. She doesn't know that it's supposed to be uh, his brother. Uh, and then we were in the hospital. She gets brought to the hospital. Wait, first we see Loomis being loaded into an ambulance. Oh, so there's there's a body bag. There's Loomis. There's all kinds of stuff. And uh, there's people brought to the hospital. And inside the hospital, the doctors say, what the hell happened to the kid? I don't know. I thought it was a car accident. Who, like right away I'm thinking, did doctors not know what happened? An attack, like doctors are like, I don't know. I thought it was this, like... I feel like that, like already, there are just some really terrible, it's just so bad. I hate this movie. Uh, we cut back between like um, the stuff happening happening at the hospital. They were seeing gross surgery happening, like real, real graphic. Ooh, look at Rob Zombie. He's making raw graphic surgery. And we're seeing Michael being loaded into an ambulance, into uh, um we see a body bag getting loaded in. That must be Linda. We see Michael get loaded in by one of the chief, one of the EMTs is Chief Unser from Sons of Anarchy. Always cool to see him. Uh, we see brackets like, um, you know, keep the station locked up tight. I guess he still doesn't trust uh, that Michael is dead, even though they're putting his body with the mask on. They never take off the mask. When you, put, when you load someone on EMT, a, mur- a mass murderer, don't take his mask off. That might hurt its feelings. Really stupid. And they're driving along. And of course, these guys are, this is how men talk. They're talking about having sex with her, with the Linda's dead body, a teenage girl's dead body. Oh, zombie, you rascal. You, you're like, uh, um, I mentioned this. I know I wrote this note later, but you, the cleverness of your, of your writing is like, you're trying to be, you're trying to have your Kevin Smith moments and Say what you want. Some people, Kevin Smith, sometimes I really like him. Sometimes not as, you know, I, I don't like the stuff as much, but Rob Zombie, you are no Kevin Smith. Uh, and, you know, random, very random. Sometimes there's a, there's a, there's a, a lady, a white horse and a white lady in the road. Sometimes there's a cow. They hit a cow. The ambulance driver's not paying attention, hit a cow. Of course they do. That's not random at all. One named the the you know chief answer, he's dead. The other one, the necrophiliac, is alive, but clearly he's not doing that well. And he's like, Mah. and you you stay with him. He's like making faces, ah, yeah, like he's in pain. It's just, it's, I, I, sometimes, like there are movies that are deep, and there are movies that aren't. The, the whole point is you're not supposed to have joy in them, but. This movie doesn't have, I don't think there's anything redeemable about this, about this movie. And I'm only like five seconds into it and it just gets worse. And I shouldn't say there's nothing redeemable. I think there was one thing that happened. I said, well, I kind of like that. 
I think. Maybe that was the last movie. I don't even remember. But they, um, of course, Michael gets out of the, uh, the ambulance. He's fine. The guy's yelling, help me, help me. Michael goes over, picks up some glass or some metal, and he helps him all right. He, he stabs him right in the neck, rips his head off. Uh, I say kill count number one because I'm not counting the car accident. This is kill count number one, the first kill right away. And I wrote this down. And now we see, oh, Christ, Michael sees something off in the distance. He drops the head and the glass or whatever he used as a weapon. He walks over and sees his mom as a lady in white standing next to a white horse. I can't. Oh, my God. Michael walks up and just stands there. Then I wrote, you go to hell, Rob Zombie. You go to hell. I don't know what that was. All I know is all of a sudden there's this vision. It's like, I have an idea. What's your idea? Well, I'm going to put my wife in this. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. So anyway, I'm going to put my wife as a, a, a woman in white. What? What? I'm sorry. What? Um, like Malika Khan's probably like, I told him this is what he brings me. I told him do whatever he wants. This is what we do. Like just awful. And now what's, what messes me up is the, I don't even know. Kill counts in this, in this whole movie is, are messed up because I don't know what's real and what's not real. Um, but we jumped over to a hospital. So we're in the hospital and we see there's two people in the hospital. There's Lori. I had no idea. I was like, is this Lori? Is this Annie? But um, it is Lori. She gets up. She walks down the hall to see if Annie's okay. There's an old woman. I, I forgot to write this down. There's an old woman sitting in Lori's room. There's a television playing Nights in White Satin, a little on the nose. Uh, and I see Octavia Spencer. And I said, oh, no. No, no, no. Octavia Spencer, how are you in this movie? You are too good for this movie. I, I, She's a terrific actress who I always like, whatever she's in. She does not belong in this movie. Now, maybe she wanted to be in a slasher movie. I don't know, but I'm just like, no, no, Octavia, no, you're too good for this. You don't, let, let, let those, all, everyone else stay. I don't care about everyone else, but you, you are too good for this movie. Uh, so Laurie gets up. Um, she's trying to walk around and she wants to go see Annie and um, then she's walking back and Octavia gets called away and she's like, you go, go back to bed. She's pulled away for an emergency. Of course she is. And every hospital in Haddonfield through history of time is always abandoned. There's no one around. It's always understaffed. Uh, so Laurie's all alone in the hallway, stumbling to get back to her room. And uh, she's like, oh, now I need something for my head. Uh, so nurse Octavia Spencer comes back. There was a tidy commercial in there because I'm watching this on the Roku channel. Roku channel commercials are so quick. There may be one, there may be two, but there's never, it seems like there were never more than that. So if I could always watch a movie for free, if I have to watch it on a commercial streaming station, uh, that might be the, the best one to, to have. Uh, so, um, she comes back and she's walking. She's like, nurse, nurse, I need you. And Octavia Spencer turns and she's like, and you see like, she's like bleeding from the mouth and her face, like her neck or something is all chopped. And she just kind of stands there and then she falls and there's Michael. He's there. So he must, this is my thinking. He came from the ambulance 
and went there and he starts stabbing Octavia to, to death, but he's, he's grunting. You hear Michael going, rrr, rrr. like, I feel like I've never heard Michael make a sound ever. And it's like, I'm going to put it this way. Do you remember Jaws? The movie Jaws, one of the greatest movies of all time. Do you remember Jaws the Revenge, Jaws 4, where the shark like roars, roaring when it comes out of the, uh, the water? Yeah, that's what this is. Hearing Michael grunt, <clears throat> like that's, that's the new thing. That's like Rob Zombie's like, what could I do to make it like worse? What could I do to add to Michael? I'll make him grunt like he's a, you know, a tennis player with a serve. Every time he does a stab, must grunt. No. No. There's so much I hate about this. This is another thing added to the list. But okay, kill count two, I guess. Uh, Then Laurie's rushing down the stairs and she sees this woman without any eyes. I think that was the woman who was in the room with her. Kill count three. Who cares? Uh, Laurie is now stumbling away. Uh, again, what is it with hospitals? Like Halloween loves hospitals in movies and uh, Halloween 2, hospitals. Halloween uh, 6, hospitals. Halloween this, Halloween 2, hospitals. There'll be another Halloween sequel with hospitals and it's just like, uh, hospitals die tonight. Uh, Solari goes outside, not a soul in sight in the whole you know, whole hospital. A major catastrophe was in town. Murders. Uh, uh, in, you know, and yet the hospital, completely empty. Nothing else going on. No cops there. No, n- no like people needing to ask questions, investigators, nothing. Nothing. She grabs, um, so while she's running through the parking lot, Michael grabs an axe. And Laurie is, um, she goes back to some gate. It's chained up because of course, why wouldn't why wouldn't you chain up the the parking lot of a hospital? Who needs to get to a hospital in the middle of the night? Now maybe it's the back, I don't know, but this is the kind of dumb shit that happens in dumb shitty movies. So now the security guard shows up. I've seen this guy in a million movies. Uh, recently saw him in a rewatch of The Fugitive. He finds Laurie inside his little hidden his little cubby, and uh, of course, you know. These guys never listen. She's like, he's coming to something. What is it? You should calm down, calm down. You don't, it's okay. It's okay. You need to calm down. I'll be right back. So he's like, I'm going to go get the car. I'll be right back. He locks the door, leaves her. And my first thought is, why the hell is Knights in White Satin still playing? It's, it's still on some black and white television. What is going on here? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know why it doesn't make any sense? Because it's stupid. Uh, now, Buddy is back with the car. That's his name, Buddy. Buddy's back with the car. And now, Buddy is bloody because Michael asks him a question. And that question is, Do you want to die? The answer is yes. And he axes him, boom, boom, axes him to death. Michael, now his hair looks like long and emo. And, and uh, it's in the rain. So it kind of like, it's, it's like pouring. It, the, the hair is like strewn down a bit. He doesn't barge in right away. Uh, but now, then he goes in, he's grunting some more, he breaks in with the axe. I'm like, okay, what's going on? He lifts the axe and she wakes up and it's all a dream. So what, where is she? What's going on? Did those, 
three kills count? You know what? I'm going to say they did. I'm killing them off. I don't care. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't care. Uh, so it's October 29th, one year later. Okay, well, you want it to be Halloween, so okay, that doesn't matter. Uh, and I guess, okay, that's why Knights in White Satin was playing. It's a dream, and it's a very subtle reference to the dumb white horse and the white lady. And believe me, the visions get worse. I'm not done here. Uh, so I guess the, I said, is the entire opening a dream? I'm so confused. Did it happen? Or do we cut your head? Obviously, it didn't happen because she'd be dead. Uh, Bellari seems like a, a major mess, which seems understood. Like she went through a real traumatic thing. Uh, and she has all these different pills that she's take that she takes and she lives with Annie and her dad. So Annie's alive Annie's doing okay. She lives with the brackets. I like that. That makes sense. Um, and some reason like Rob Zombie's like, if you're a teenage girl and you have a bathroom, you're going to scribble terrible things all over your bathroom. This is how you decorate bathrooms in Rob Zombie's world. Oh my God. So, um, she, uh, they're talking about, um, you know, you're having nightmares again. And, and they're like, oh, I think the brackets we're talking about. She goes off to therapy. The brackets seem to live in the middle of nowhere. I thought that would come into play. Maybe it does. I don't even remember. And I, I, but I do remember that I don't care. So she goes to a therapist and it's Margot Kidder, Lois Lane herself. I think... Rob Zombie's like, I want to cast uh, as many character actors and people that I love uh, as, as much as possible. What's your story about? Uh, what is my story about? And he looks over and he sees like um, a kid playing with a white horse. He goes, oh, it's about the, the subconscious killer. And, um, but it isn't about the subconscious killer. Not even that's What I think it's about is the, Mac, the Myers family are magic. And they're connected because this movie's so goddamn stupid. I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Uh, so they're talking. Um, I wrote, oh, the, the what? Um, so they say the therapist brings up how they never found the body of the man who tried to kill her. And I realized that uh, the ambulance stuff happened the ambulance accident happens and then he sees the vision of the um horse and the lady and she he walks off with them never to be seen again they don't find a body and uh you know he's off living living his fantasy with his mom i guess we cut down then it goes to a downy ad um quick commercial break we cut to a stretch limo and it's loomis with a mustache He's meeting with some journalists, I guess, for a book he wrote. Loomis becomes hated in this movie. He becomes like, you know, I guess Rob Zombie's like, you know, the original Loomis, his whole thing was he, there was evil and he wanted to stop the evil. My Loomis, he doesn't care. He just wants to profit on it. He wants to make money off it. Yeah, that's how you make a Loomis in zombie world. Oh, dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord. Uh, 
Like he's at some kind of talk and he's like, he's upset with the photo. He's like, that's the old me. I want a picture of the new me. And he's, a, he's an asshole to his assistant. He wants to get her a tea. Um, we see, oh, we jump over to Lori. She shows up for work at some sort of book store type record store. And she has friends there. And her boss is Howard Hessman himself. Yes, from WKRP in Cincinnati and head of the class. I don't know the head. I forget the head of the class theme song, but it was like a, it wasn't a, it was instrumental. And the girls are talking about going to something called Phantom Jam. Uh, and they're like, oh, you know, we have these matching costumes, but Laurie's not into it. Um, there are three girls. They are like, they all have this costume theme that works together, I guess. And we see it later. And they do work together. I'm yawning and I'm not editing it out because I don't care. Um, but the girls are like, yeah, we're going to have costumes. And I realize Rob Zombie is awful at writing young women talking to each other. I felt that in the last one. I felt that in this one. It's just really, uh, I hate it. So now we, we cut to a film clip of young Michael Myers talking to Loomis. And um, he's like, Michael, your mother's dead. But Michael's saying, I'll see her again. I will. And he's there to talk to The Devil Walks Among Us. In stores, October 31st. So he has a new book. And it shows Michael in a clip we never realized in the last movie. But he talks about how he's going to see his mother again. Maybe because she's the lady in white. Or maybe because she's she's married to the director. I don't know. So uh, he goes to talk. And the first thing he does, he gets to the podium and he goes, Are there any questions? Like, is that the beginning or was that the end of his talk? It seemed like he was at the beginning of his talk and his first instinct is to take questions instead of talking. I don't know. But the first journalist asks him, do you feel personally responsible for the death of as many as 15 victims? I don't think she had a British accent. I don't know why I did that. There's a lot of that going on in this movie where people are wondering if he feels personally responsible for the fact that someone else killed people. Uh, he, if I remember in the first movie, he was trying to warn Haddonfield. Uh, why should he feel guilty about the debts? Can he feel guilty about the profiteering on it, profiting, whatever it is, um, on it? Yes, that you could call him on. But the whole thing of, um, you know, resp responsible for the deaths makes no sense. And it's brought up multiple times in this movie. Uh, and he says he feels bad, but he doesn't feel responsible. And I got to be honest with you, I don't disagree with him. Uh, and they said, oh, they're like, since there was no body, do you think that Michael's alive or dead? And it's like, okay. Um, and will he kill again? Loomis loses his patience. And he's like, and he tells him, Michael is effing dead. Want me to spell it out? D-E-A-D. -E now, Michael McDowell, he's a good actor. He's a great actor. Uh, but I never, I never think, oh, he's too good for this because I feel like he'll do, he'll do just about anything. Um, I, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like he'll do a lot of things. So where I say Octavius, Octavius Spencer, no, you shouldn't be in this movie. Um, Malcolm McDowell, yeah, it's fine. You can be in this. That works out. So while he's talking about uh, the man in dead, the man being D A A D E A dead, D dead. That's how you spell it. Uh, we see this man. <laughs> we see this man in a hood. Walking. This should be my picture. 
we see this man walking. He's got, um, for the people watching, not watching on YouTube, I put my hood up and I stood there for a second because I'm dark, just like Michael Myers is dark with his hood. Uh, we see a hooded man walking through a field like Rick Grimes. There's a woman walking in the distance at night. He follows her into a barn. And of course, it's the woman in white, Sherry Moon Zombie. We can't escape her. We can never get away from her. <sighs> she says, Michael, Halloween is coming. You have to get ready. We're counting on you to bring us home this year. What the fudge? I almost did it. I almost said it. Uh, he's like, I won't let you down, Mommy. But it's the young version of Michael standing in front of a long-bearded, Zach Wilde, uh, Oliver Queen-looking uh, version of Michael. Like, Michael walks around without his mask on, no problem. In previous versions of this, movie of this character, he felt naked without his mask on. The moment he could put that mask on, he'd put it on. But Michael's like, I'm going to take it off, walk the streets. No one knows what I look like anyway. Then I'll put it on when I'm ready to kill. Uh, so I guess from the barn, we see some hillbillies just show up. So he must have stayed in the barn. The hillbillies, another Sons of Anarchy alum, the great Mark Boone Jr., he must have seen well, they must have seen some guy show up. So, of course, it's they go to confront Michael. And they're like, get out of here. We don't want you here, you son of a bitch. And they start smashing him and beating him up with a bat. And the woman's like, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Michael gets up. He's like, Rrr. Then he takes it. He's like, I must put on my superhero mask. He puts his mask on and, like, gives him special powers. Takes up the knife. Goes over. Stabby, stabby, stabby. Throws another guy on antlers. Boom. Dead, kill count four, kill count five, because I'm, I'm counting the dream counts. I don't care. The woman's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I, she, the woman was nice to him. He's like, uh, thank you very much. And then he takes her and stabs her viciously. He's like, then we see a dog in the cage. And uh, despite all my rage, I wish I was that dog in that cage, because that dog, well, it ends for him quickly. I, 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 I'm jumping ahead. But um, we're at kill count six now, and uh, he sees the dog in the cage. He starts teasing it, going back and forth. We jump back to the brackets. They're eating pizza and talking about crap, starving Marvin and all this stuff. Really doesn't matter. Uh, this is where I wrote down Rob Zombie's trying to ingest some Kevin Smith-style wit into his killer dialogue. They argue a bit about uh, eating meat, and uh, Sheriff Brackett's like, man was meant uh, to eat meat. And we all have a little carnivore with us. While that's going on, it's being juxtaposed because this is such really just, just artful filmmaking. It's uh, Michael's eating the goddamn dog. Okay, so I've had arguments with my friends over the original Halloween when Loomis they see the dead dog and Loomis is like he was hungry. Um, my friend always thought it meant he was hungry for murder, and I thought it meant he ate that dog. And based on what I'm seeing in this movie, Rob Zombie agrees with me, kind of, uh, because he ate that dog. And they kind of show it, like, I think, I watched on a computer monitor. I, I didn't even want my TV to be spoiled by this. I watched it on a computer monitor, and you hear, like, and everything's, it's, like, darker than Game of Thrones. So I couldn't really tell, but I'm assuming he's eating that dog. Uh, which, of course, why, why wouldn't you in a Rob Zombie movie eat a dog, wear a hood, take your mask off, who cares? Uh, Laurie, oh, Laurie gets up 
out of nowhere from the pizza eating, goes over, starts throwing up. I don't know why. Medication? Maybe? Maybe the, the thought of it's being Halloween? I have no idea. But we cut to a Tide commercial. There's a lot of Tide and Downy uh, in this. And I feel like they knew that I would feel dirty after this. And maybe I'd, I'd cry into my, my sweater. Or I wouldn't throw up from disgust. I'd maybe throw up from embarrassment for watching this. And then I'd have to wash clean my laundry. Uh, so we jump over and Michael now has another vision of the woman in white. And I'm like, is it a vision or is it a dream or is it a flashback? I don't know what's going on, but it's young Michael and old Sherry. And uh, she's like, I want to, I think he says, oh, I want to show you something, young Michael says. And I wrote down, what in the name of heaven is this? And I took a screenshot of it to remind me what it is. And I, I don't know what it is I'm looking at. It's like a an Alice in Wonderland type, like, if I were to put it, it looks like something that someone would make to be weird in a tool video or some sort of 90s metal video. And of course, who's the director? But Rob Zombie. And um, young Michael's telling his mom, I don't know who's, this must all be in Michael's head. I found her. I found Boo. And we see Lori uh, is on a table with, I wrote this devil devil version of Wonderland characters. So dumb. Uh, and he says, can we be a family again? And mom's like, not yet. Uh, and then Lori wakes up from Michael's dream, I guess, because this movie's so friggin' stupid. It's now um, October 30th, and we see Michael walking some more, like Kane and Kung Fu. He just walks and walks and walk. There's like, we see fields of him just walking through the fields, like, like Bruce Banner or... Or David Banner at the end of uh, the TV show. I almost wanted to hear that ding, 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 as he's walking along, like the adventures of Michael Myers. Uh, so Loomis all of a sudden is in Haddonfield to, to promote his book. He's at the Myers house outside to sell books. Um, so Loomis really, Rob Zombie just wanted to turn him into a fame whore. Uh, I said, oh, uh, Lori's bathroom looks like she lives in an abandoned house. And just because Rob Zombie um, directed this doesn't mean, doesn't mean he have to do the deck set decoration too. That's a good note, Mike. So, uh, oh, I'm like, what the hell am I seeing now? We see Lori is now recreating the scene where Michael killed William Forsythe with the duct tape and the clown mask. Uh, Boo is upstairs in her crib. How would she be able to recreate this? She, let's say in, you know, somehow this memory is in the back of her mind as a baby. Uh, she was upstairs. This makes no sense. Add it to the list. Uh, so she's in her mind, she's recreating it, but it's with Annie. Uh, and it's just like she's putting the tape over Annie. She's going to stab Annie, put the mask on over Annie. All these things that there's no, she has no memory of because she wasn't even in the same room. Uh, and I was like, this is a, this has to be another dumb dream. I wonder if Michael's going to wake up from this dream and they're connected. Um, is she having an episode in her bathroom? Are these visions? She sees her birth mother as some sort of witch. Somehow she sees her birth. Oh yeah. She sees like, and then she's inside a glass coffin banging it. And I'm like, was that all a dream? How is she dreaming about someone that she's, well, she did see her as a baby, so there's a chance in the in somewhere in her brain she'd see her. But the way she sees her is so stupid. Um, 
And then I said, is this, is this entire movie a dream? Like, I wish it was. Her teddy bear is named Buddy, like the security guard at the beginning. So I'm thinking, is this movie actually happening? Are we in some sort of Wizard of Oz situation? Does she wake up at the end? I wish that would be a nice little uh, little thing. If it's all a dream, if it is all a dream, is there an option where I can wake up from it? All these things are going through my head. And Michael is still walking and walking and walking. We see an interview with Loomis on TV. We see Brackett's watching the interview. Uh, and Loomis talks about police incompetence, about losing the body. The body will probably reappear. Freak, freaks will always find their way home. This is what he says on the TV. <sighs> now we jump over to The Rabbit in Red. Now, in the original uh, Halloween, all it is is a matchbook. All right? It's a matchbook for a lounge, but Rob Zombie's like, I know what I could do to zombie that up a bit. I'm going to make it a strip joint. And we see this poster on the wall outside for Deborah Myers. It says, like, the, um, the home of the, the advertiser says, um, it's the, the, you know, here's the home of, Mike, of Deborah Myers, the mother of Michael Myers. But it's outside, and Deborah Myers died 15 years ago. What strip joint uh, is going to show, the, the, are they that desperate that they're going to show a picture of someone who committed suicide 15 years ago uh, because she's the mother of a crazed killer? who at this point, these people, I guess after a year, they wouldn't know. No, everyone knows it's Michael Myers now because of all the stuff, the, the press conference and all that stuff. Okay, so, but again, is that how bad this, this strip joint is? They're going to pr promote a murdering child uh, uh, the, in the mother who used to be here till she shot herself. And, um, you know, I, I love my wife. I do. And I would do almost anything for her. But I feel like Rob Zombie's just like, um, maybe sometimes say, no, you know what? We don't need you in this one. We killed you off in the last one. Let's lay back a bit. Instead, he's like, no, no, you're, you're going to get one of the top billings. I have this great idea. And she's like, okay, I'll do whatever you want. Um, but like, she's, she's worth it because she's the woman you love. I don't think she's worth it for her acting skill. I'm sorry. I feel bad. So we see a woman stripping on stage and we see Big Lou. Now, this blew me away in a bad way again because Zombie just loves his actors and he just uses them all the time. Big Lou is this dude who is, he owns the strip joint. Uh, he's dressed up like Frankenstein. And then I'm like, oh my God, that actor is Daniel Roebuck. Now, Daniel Roebuck went on to play Grandpa Munster, father-in-law to a Frankenstein-looking dude in what else? Rob Zombie's Monsters. I still have not seen that movie. I think I'm going to watch it, even though that looks horrendous. I've heard some people give it, you know, like as a comedy, okay. It has a an interesting look. The trailer looked like it was made 15 years ago for a movie that just came out in 2023. But um, anyway, there is a connection there because uh, Herman Munster is a Frankenstein and uh, of course, guess who guess who plays his daughter in you know Lily Munster? Shocker! I'll give you zero guesses. It's Sherry Moon Zombie. So this guy owns the strip joint, um, and I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what the point of this is, but there's a guy who works at the strip joint. He's like, ah, he's mean. He's swearing. He doesn't like anybody. He oh maybe this Michael goes here because this, that's where his mom worked. I don't know, um, but this guy goes to bring out the trash. Michael's there. And they're basically just showing his face. He doesn't have his mask on. It's like, I can't believe 
Um, oh, I said, I can't believe I'm seeing this for the first time. Where's the national uproar and how terrible this was? I feel like I never witnessed the backlash. Now, maybe because it was 2009 and social media was still fairly new. But if this movie came out five or six years later, I feel like it would have been shitted upon as much as it deserves it. I don't know if Halloween Ends deserves it. I've heard some bad things about that. I've not seen it. Spoiler alert, that's the last Halloween movie. I have not seen it. So finishing out this season of, of Slash with a movie I've never seen is going to be fun for me. Or it's going to be enjoyable. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Let's put it that way. But um, what the hell am I talking about? I have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, the fact that, you know, I had to mute Halloween on Twitter and, and online because I didn't want to see anything. Yet uh, this movie, if it came out around now, I feel like it would have taken over social media by some people being like, it is artistic. You don't see what zombie's trying to do here. It did get 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I have a feeling I can't trust those 23% um, positive reviewers for anything ever again. Uh, because this is a movie where... The guy, I guess, takes some big swings because he thinks, I think he thinks too much of what he can do or he, like, he thinks it's, it's being an art artist and really it's just some, you know, something that looks interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing is like poorly shot or looks cheap. Everything looks fine. The execution of why it is and what it is, um, is just it's, I think it's just an empty bag of shit. I don't, even know that, I don't even know if that makes sense. Oh, I'm so angry. And where am I in my notes? I am. Uh, I did 16 pages. And what, what page am I even on? Oh, I'm already on page 10. Well, that's, that's a great sign. So uh, the guy goes out into the, into, uh, the um, to take out the trash. Uh, Rob, Zo I mean, Rob Zombie, Michael Myers is right there. The guy starts arguing. He's Michael Zombie, Michael smashes him down. He looks down and they did kind of a cool, it was a cool effect because you could see the guy there and then all of a sudden Michael slams on his face and just kicks his face into a jelly. And of course, Sherry Moon's right there. Vision of him and, and, and young Michael Myers are right there. It's like there over his shoulder always is almost like, these are the these are my visions, and I'm doing it for you, mommy. Oh my god, I hated this. Uh, inside, we see Big Lou is going to have sex with one of the strippers. So of course, Rob Zombie wants to show more boobies, and he loves women completely naked getting chased down and violently killed. That seems to be his thing. Michael comes in mid coitus, uh, and now he puts on his mask for some reason. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm indoors. I better put my mask on." Uh, his hair, like the mask hair just looks dumb now to me. Uh, he, he walks in, Big Lou pulls a gun on him, Michael slams him down, snaps his arm. Uh, he, he Again, there's the woman running around naked. So Michael takes the stripper and he bashes her into a wall and glass or whatever. I assume she's dead. Um, and he, Oh, he kills the other guy, smashes him into a wall. She rips some of the mask, so now we see the eye, and I guess that's... That's the iconic, quote-unquote, look of the mask in this movie, is the eye. Um, I don't know. Kill count seven and eight. That's what we're saying now. And I wrote, it's brutal for the sake of brutality because Rob Zombie thinks 
brutality is scary, and that's just effing stupid. There, yeah, that's my feeling. Um, it's Halloween day now, and Laurie goes to a petting zoo um, in town, while in town, uh, and Sheriff, uh, no, Brackett's in his office reading Loomis's book. He seems upset, and he's like, oh, God, no. He calls Annie, asking for, um, and I, this is what I actually wrote. I assume Loomis names her in the book as Michael's sister, which seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. To me, that seems like what that would be. Laurie now sees a bookstore, and she's like, oh, I want to go get a book at the same time, because this is the biggest, I mean, it is a big deal, I guess, for a book talking about this, what happened. Uh, and um, she goes in, and I guess she buys one. So now we're at one of Loomis's book signing. And some weird dude named Chet, who I've seen in a bunch of things, I I liked him. I think he was in um, Grimm, was he in that TV show? But I remember him from Prison Break. Uh, he's like, it seemed like they were setting this up, this guy up to be some sort of killer or copycat. He's like, oh man, Michael Myers gets it. He's not like those wimps like like Bundy or Gacy. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. The next guy in line comes up and confronts Loomis with a picture of his daughter. I've seen this guy. He plays the dad a lot in things. He's like, this is my daughter, Linda. Um, and Michael killed her, remember, in the naked, and then the EMTs, of course, joked about having sex with her. I mean, just just classic Rob Zombie banter. So this guy calls Loomis a killer and pulls a gun on him. And I'm like, I said, Jesus, Rob Zombie can't be this terrible at making movies, can he? I understand people being mad at Loomis for profiting off of Michael's story, but calling him a killer and trying to kill him seems dumb and unrealistic and over the top. And those are my keywords today. And that's exactly what I wrote. And then it turns out the gun wasn't even loaded. Loomis is like arguing in the car with his assistant who says the, you know, the book crossed the line. He doesn't seem to care. But now we see Lori in her car reading the book and she's freaking out in her car. And then I remembered, oh yeah, she didn't know that, um, that Rob Zombie, I mean, that Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie was her brother. She didn't know that Michael Myers was even her brother. So I'm like, okay, that that makes sense that, you know, is a shocker to her because she's just like, who's this guy trying to kill me? Uh, and what's he doing now? Oh, yeah, you know what he's doing now? He's walking. Where is he walking? I don't know, but he's walking. Uh, where was he walking? Like, where has he been walking all this time? He goes and visits his mom's old strip joint and he's with the ambulance he 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 gets he escapes there goes off with the vision of his mom and the horse and then where did he go for a year i guess in the director's cut it was they said it was two years i don't want to know that um imagine having to wait another year like did he just walk off so far away and then he's like now i gotta walk my way back it's i go into hibernation he goes and has a little cave that he slips in sleeps in and then october rolls around he's like he stretches time to kill again uh but like where was he and why is he always walking how big is Haddonfield is it like Springfield like he's just walking and walking and walking and we don't know where he was there's never explanation any explanation of what what he did like it would have been interesting if he just stood there and like psychosis ate, ate, eating random animals but then just waiting and waiting and then he got up I don't know um but Laurie's back at Annie's house now, freaking out. She tells, uh, she's like, tell me you didn't know, tell me you didn't know. Annie's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she says, um, uh, 
oh, my dad wants to talk to you. He goes, oh, yeah, tell her, tell Angel said, F you. And I still didn't make the connection that her name is Angel. I don't think that was ever brought up. So Annie runs off and listens, listening to some Diamond Head. And uh, she runs into her, uh, she runs to her coworker's house. She needs a place to crash. They have Motorhead on. Look, there's some good music in this. Um, but she starts talking to her friends. She's like, I'm not me. I'm not me. She says who she really is. I'm Angel Myers, Michael Myers' sister. So Loomis explo- exposes Laurie Strode as Angel Myers. Uh, and I was just like, sue this dude. Sue him. I don't know what you could sue him for because he's just stating a fact, but isn't there some sort of... She's a minor, right? So if there was, it was, if it was a signed, sealed um, uh, adoption, he broke some sort of law. I think. I don't know. You'd think like someone writing a book uh, or there'd be legal... Legal, like lawyers go through books before you're doing that. You'd think one of them would say this was a bad idea, but that would be reality. And this movie lives in shitland USA. Uh, um, so we uh, we cut now over to the Chris Hartwick show, the Newman Hour. This is where I was like, I remember the big thing was Chris Hartwick is friendly with Rob Zombie and Weird Al, and the fact that Chris Hartwick appeared in this movie and Weird Al was going to be in it. I thought, oh my God, they're going to do something like weird, but lighthearted and quirky. This is, this is where the lightheartedness goes. And it's like this guy runs a talk show. And I feel like if I go on YouTube right now and go search for laugh track sound effect, I could download something and mix it into the podcast and it would be better than what was in this, this episode. It just felt like, ha ha ha, fake laughter. Um, but they have, uh, oh, I wrote, even the laughter sounds extra fake. Zombie knows no such thing as subtlety. So they, they interview Loomis. They question him they, about being guilty. Loomis leaves angry. He's all upset. He hates being on the show. Uh, and now Michael is now in town. He's in Haddonfield. Took him forever. He runs into some kids trick-or-treating. And I assumed in this movie, because it's Rob Zombie, he would then murder, murder, murder multiple children. It's like, you know, like, my Michael Myers loves to kill children, not just teens and adults, but children. Thankfully, we don't go there. It's kind of the kid's like, are you a giant? Can we be friends? And I actually, oh, I wrote, I'm surprised Michael Myers didn't high-five the kid. That would have been like just, I don't know, classic, classic zombie alert. Uh, So we see Laurie drinking with her friends, and now she wants to go party. She doesn't care anymore. She wants to go party. She wants to get drunk. She wants to go to the big party. So they all dress up in Rocky Horror, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show costumes, go to the big party where there's live music, and it's rockabilly because it's like, you know, it's got to be quirky, uh, and boobies everywhere. One of the girls goes off with a werewolf kid who we never see out of his mask, but um, he is his voice sounded like familiar and like a funny kind of actor. Uh, but he's with, they start like hooking up and he says, I have to go pee. And I was like, you dumb asshole. Just hold it. He goes and, um, Oh, and the girl actually says like something about her being peed on by him. I was like, that is wild. But he goes out to this tree, pee, he goes to pee and Michael very quickly murders this guy. No problem. He then crashes into the van and takes this girl, chokes her to death. She's dead. Kill count nine and 10. 
Uh, but we linger on her dying too long. It's like that, that digital slow motion eh, that's just, it looks bad, but I guess it's supposed to be jarring, and it just, I don't know, sometimes it could work good. I feel like I, I saw it used in The Departed for something, and I said, oh, there's that effect, but it works when you're Scorsese. When you're Rob Zombie, it doesn't work for me. Um, so Loomis, now he's back in his, his apartment. I guess he's watching The Talking Dead, or he's watching the, uh, the talk show with Hartwick and, um, and him and Weird Al are making fun of him. Uh, and there was all these poking, all these jokes, and he's re-watching because it was obviously taped and then shown later. Um, we see, oh, Laurie's lit. She's drunk. She's looking for her new friends. And this is where the movie's like, I don't know what the F is going on here. Now she sees the lady in white. She sees uh, a Sherry Moon zombie. She sees young Michael Myers. How? I don't know. I don't know. Are they saying that the, the Myers family has all of a sudden has some magical thing about them that they never had in the, fir- in the, in the past? You know, like, remember, was it in a movie that we'll be discussing someday? It's like, it's always hard to kill a Voorhees. Well, is there something about, oh, the Myers, they're, they're, they're a family that's cursed. Like, we're going to find out that they're a long line of witches from, like, the, you know, the, the, the witch trial days of Salem, Mass. I don't know. I feel like if there was a Halloween 3, we'd do that. Oh, my God. Uh, but how is she seeing something that you would assume is in Michael's head? Okay. Let's say, obviously, the the woman in white and the kid aren't there. Or are they there? I don't know. But let's say they're not there. They're all in Michael's head. But if they're all in Michael's head, how are they also in Laurie's head? Are we saying that there's a, like, they're both like broken or they both have the same mental breakdown. I don't know. What is that? It doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. And, um, she looks at Sherry moon zombie and she says, what do you want me to do? And she says, it's almost time to come home. Angel. What? So is this actually a ghost? I don't understand. Um, and I said, Halloween movies are not art, art movies made by shitty artists. They're not. They're popcorn movies. Now I want to go back and watch Halloween Resurrection again and say, what a movie. I feel bad. It's not a great movie, but it is a good Halloween. I shouldn't say it's a good Halloween movie. It's not a good movie, but it is a Halloween movie. It is. It doesn't try to be what it, what it isn't. It doesn't try to be more than it is. And that's, I feel like this entire movie tries to be more than it is. Uh, so all of a sudden Michael grabs her, but he doesn't. I guess it's just a vision. I don't know. Uh, it's, the, it's one of the other friends. And they just leave without looking for the dead girl. It's like, oh, he's probably hooked up with a guy. So doesn't matter. Um, now, Annie hasn't done much in this movie at all. It's nice to have Danielle Harris back, but she does nothing in this entire movie. Uh, but she has a cop watching her, per her dad's orders. They brought a, put a cop there, uh, and he's in the yard. He's standing there. Uh, and I, this is how I wrote this down. We see him standing in the yard. He's ready to die any second now. Yep, right on time. There's Michael, snaps his neck, kick on 18. So now Annie's alone in the house. Uh, she goes up for a shower, and now, um, oh, that's right. Now the vision of Michael Meyer, of Mrs. Myers and young Michael Myers are, is watching Annie. Again, if it's all supposed to be in Michael's head, okay, I guess. But it makes it look like they're telling her, she's up here. Uh, and it's, it completely makes no sense to me. She opens a medicine cabinet. She closes it. Michael's in the reflection. He's right behind her. 
Again, we get that more silent slow motion. I have to say that silent slow motion of Daniel Harris, that is kind of scary looking. I have to say that might be the scariest thing. Of It's probably because she's a good actress running. And uh, then we hear Annie screaming, but we see nothing. And we hear Michael grunting and hitting and stabbing her, 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 but we don't see it. Again, brutality, but sometimes it, it is, it is, there was a scary moment there, and it is that run, that silent slow motion that is kind of freaky. Um, but I assume Annie's just dead upstairs. I don't know. Uh, so drunk Laura and her friend come home. Michael's upstairs. Uh, and while that's happening, we get intercut of um, Annie. Oh, Annie getting killed as we see kind of what we didn't see before, we only heard. We are seeing some of it as Annie finds her bloody body. But my God, she's still alive. She's like, she tells her friend, run downstairs, run downstairs, call 911. Uh, but Michael grabs that girl and kills her. Uh, and every every knife stab is like loud and <clears throat> everything's j- just jarring and heavy and loud and gross. And um, kill count, 12. Uh, and I wrote, oh, I wrote kudos to Rob Zombie for not asking Danielle to take her top off this time. Um, so, oh, holy shit. I wrote, holy shit. Everything is dumb in everything. So this literally is a conversation that happened. Sheriff's outside on a, drinking coffee, talking to one of his officers. Another, a woman comes out and says, Sheriff, there's been a 911 call. And then she waits. Did you dis? So did you dispatch? Yes, sir. So why are you telling me? Because, sir, the call came from in your house. Ah, and he runs off. It's like, why would you say right away, Sheriff, there's been a 911 call from your house. There you go. Done. But instead, she has to wait for the, why are you telling me? Well, because, sir, are you ready? Are you sitting down? It's from your house. Like, oh, my God. It's just like, sometimes it just seemed, I don't even know. It's just so, so bad film grammar or just like the I don't just I hate it now maybe I'm looking for things to hate uh, but if that's the case this movie is is made for me because I'm finding things to hate so uh, oh we see Michael smashing through that door in the bathroom uh, coming back for them now I guess Uh, this bathroom I said it looks like Newbury Comics if you're from New England you'll know what that means Uh, we see another shot of Sherry Moon Zombie Laurie runs off into the woods and Michael follows. Uh, so I assume that um, that Annie's dead. Kill count 12. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Kill count 13. Yep. I, I was off a number here. Uh, so Brackett comes home and, uh, oh, Laurie runs off into the woods. Michael follows her. Uh, Sheriff Brackett comes home and one of his officers is Big Mike from Chuck. He tries to tell him, don't go in there, don't go in there. But he does. He finds his daughter dead. 365 days after almost finding her dead, now he's finding her dead. That's got to shake a man up. Like, that is, it, like, en- like, enough of car- putting Danielle Harris in all this blood. It was like, ugh, ugh. But, okay, Annie's, Annie is now dead. Laurie's running off into the night. Brackett, meanwhile, is being helped downstairs. Uh, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Now, I wrote, is Loomis going to somehow play a factor in this stupid story? Because he's just back at his hotel room. I haven't seen him in a while. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but we see a car racing down the road. 
Lori tries to flag it down. Uh, and then another car comes and a guy gets out. He's like, hey, are you okay? Are you all right? Uh, and he's like, I, um, it's okay, okay, okay. I'm going to take you to a hospital. And you think, oh, you know how this is going to end. So he puts her in the car. And he's like, I'm going to, now I'm going to walk around the car. And Michael's right there. Boom, kills this guy pretty quickly. Kill count number 14. The guy conveniently drives a small car so Michael can just pick it up and go, yippee, and flips it over into a ditch. Uh, now the car's on fire because these cars, you flip them over, they're going to light on fire. Michael gets her out, though, and saves her. Because remember, he in the first movie, he did not want to kill her. He wanted to be with his sister. Uh, but now he gets her, carries her out, and now Michael Myers, Myers is carrying her, and he's being being led by Scary Spice Zombie and Minnie Me Myers, and he takes Laurie to this cabin. Uh, oh my God, I'm almost done with this. This is crazy. So uh, Officer Brackett tells, um, oh, off, the officer tells Brackett about the other body, the guy with the, with the car, and says, witness saw someone carrying a body away from the crash. So they're going to head out that way. He thought, do you want to stay behind? And Brackett's like, no, I want to go. Let's go. So now Laurie is talking to the ghost of Mrs. Zombie. Is she actually there? I just couldn't figure it out. She's like, who are you? And you know who I am. Now repeat after me. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. And Laurie starts doing it. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. Uh, and now we see young Michael Myers holding Laurie. And I wrote, what the F word? I wrote the whole F word out. Oh, and he's holding her back. And we see some slow, some bullshit slow motions showing all the characters, including the visions. Oh, they're like, oh, they're showing them all. And now we see a police helicopter flying overhead. You're surrounded, Michael. And Michael is not holding Laurie. So the ghosts are, or the visions are. We cut back to Loomis. He's in his hotel room and it's like, you know, we don't give a shit. He doesn't know what's going on. But now he has the news on. It's it's like, oh, oh, it's it's not a police chopper, it's a news chopper. And he sees the um, I I don't know how, I don't know who called the news, but um there's a news chopper already there. And Loomis, like, oh my god, a news chopper. And he rushes off to the cabin, even though he has no idea where the cabin is. I guess he just listens really hard. I'm listening to reason to try to see if he can hear a helicopter and he literally shows up at the crime scene five seconds later he is right there ready to go uh bracket attacks and beats the shit out of him he's like there's a girl in there that i tried to keep safe and if it wasn't for your effing book and that one i agree with he did expose her and that's why um she freaked out and uh you know it did it made her unsafe uh but actually but then i wrote but didn't michael already know last time uh before the book and, uh, oh, yeah, Bracket, how about being the fact that your daughter's dead? How about that? This whole thing in your daughter's dead. But you don't seem to be worried about that. In fact, he doesn't even think about that. Uh, he's like, I'm only here to help. I can draw him out. He says, get him the F out of here. But Loomis is like, no. He runs to the cabin. I owe you, Sheriff. I owe you. I'm like, you owe him, I guess. I guess. So he goes into the cabin and... Um, I said, if Loomis sees the kid in Sherry Zombie, I'm going to poop in my pants right now. I wrote that down. That's what I was feeling at the time. Uh, and, oh, it's like, Michael, she needs to come with me. And, okay, then they, re then they show, Lori thinks she's being held by, by young Michael. There's nobody there. Loomis is like, 
There's nobody there. There's nobody holding you. Stop it. It's all in your mind. And this is dumb. How can his her visions match his visions? It doesn't make any sense. It is stupid. Uh, and Mrs. Myers, now she's like, we're ready to take us home, Michael. We're, you're, we are ready for you to take us home. So he's like, all right. And he takes Loomis, attacks him. I don't think he squeezes his head. He just cuts him up and stabs him, cuts him, boom, bing, boom. He's dead. Kill count number 15. He holds Loomis up. And, oh, while he's home, holding Loomis up, Bracket gets a clear shot. And he's like, bang, bang, shoots him with a, um, a rifle. Michael stumbles back and falls onto some spike shit that have, is always in a, in a barn. Every barn has these spikes that are just there that if you slip, you're going to die. And you think, oh, he's dead. Maybe. But Laurie doesn't leave. Instead, she goes over to check on him. And she says, I love you, brother. Did she say I love you, brother? I think she did. She says, um, you know, like, I'm thinking, you, he just killed all your friends. He killed your parents. He killed your other friends, and he's still trying to kill you, and you're like, and, and he goes to raise a knife, but then he slumps over. Ugh. But she's like, I love you, brother. Then she picks up the knife, and she's like, all right, you know what? Stabby, 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 uh, and just kills him, stabs him over and over and over, and um, but leaves the knife in him, I think in his face, maybe, and I have kill count 16. I'm counting Michael Myers as the final, as the kill. Uh, and this is where it gets extra stupid. The stupid, you know, like, well, like, how can we make this more stupid? So the cabin door opens and all the cops are like, what's going on? What's going on? And Laurie comes out of the cabin and she's wearing the Michael Myers mask. And I'm saying to myself, what is happening? What is going on? She walks over under the lights of the cops and, the heli- and there's a helicopter and she's about to take the mask off. And as she does, it's like some really bad slow motion. And she holds the mask and she just looks at it. And the next shot we see is her in an asylum with a really long hallway. Very long. Like, like you feel like it's the beginning of a music video or something. Again, she looks up and she sees the white horse and Sherry Moon Zombie, who she's never met after being, except for being a baby. Um, she smiles evilly, <laughs> kind of looking like the young Michael Myers that we saw previously, and that's how the movie ends. And my final note was, F you, Rob Zombie. This movie was a lot of garbage, uh, and it didn't make... It just didn't make any sense to me. How are the, the visions... If you want to give that for reasons, I think it's stupid, but if you want to give that, fine. But you can't give other people the same visions. You can't. It doesn't make any sense unless, you, unless you're going with the Maya's curse, like they're part of the, the, uh, the, the cult of Thorn or something, which is stupid, but at least there's a reason. I don't see a reason with this except some stupid Maya's reason. I, I just feel like, like um, Malika Card got the final cut and he's like wait what well thank you so much Mr. Carr for giving me final cut well I guess he didn't get final cut but thank you so much for letting me see my vision through this is really going to knock their socks off yeah I am Astro Creep a television star that's America's yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> but here's the good thing, everybody. It's over. It is over. Say whatever you want about the next three movies. They're not made by Rob Zombie. They're not starring Sherry Moon Zombie. There is no Malcolm McDowell. There's no new Loomis. In fact, there's no new, there's no recast, there's no reboot. This is a pretty much straight-up sequel to the original now. Uh, we're saying the original happened, and then nothing else happened. So now I can say the movies that I just watched never happened. Hooray! Even though I like to say the original movies did happen, I'm going to go with this one never happened. Yippee, skippy, it's over. My zombie apocalypse is done. But the season of Slash is far from over. In fact, we still have three more weeks of Halloween. That's what happened. We, we little uh, uh, Lori took the mask off and she saw her own shadow. And there we go, three more weeks of Halloween. And I'm excited to, to get to the, uh, to the sequel trilogy. But I have to say, after all this time, I am I'm ready to be done with Halloween and Michael Myers. This has been a long trek of movies. I mean, we've done this over 10 weeks, uh, and we still have three weeks to go. But I'm excited to delve into another world. I'm excited to delve into um, another franchise and kind of just see, maybe compare the sequels, like where we are in the series to where we are with other movies, and just do something different and um, maybe something better. We'll see to varying degrees. Uh, but I'm ready. I'm ready. But again, that's weeks and weeks, weeks and weeks away, streets ahead from where we are now. So I'm going to just finish up shop here for this and be done with Zombie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The show has its own Twitter account, Slash Horror. The uh, Facebook page for us is Fans Not Experts, and our website is fansnotexperts.com. Um, I don't, I don't want to, yeah, that's enough. You've, you've gone through enough. We've been through enough together, so I'm going to leave you now. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And until next week, my friends, remember, it's fun to be scared. We, oh, I mean, I should do it like Rob Zombie. It's fun to be scared. Blah. Fans not experts.